Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on. And, you know, what I was excited about this guest is, you know, he's lived a, a lifetime of working in a career. And after retiring, some people choose to go back into doing something else that they're passionate about. And what he was passionate about was networking and connecting business professionals and business owners. So I definitely wanted to bring him on board to talk about Network Charlotte. So Welcome to the show, David Cobble. Thank you, Terrell. It's very good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that really interests me when you talked about, you know, you lived your lifetime, uh, I guess you say your, your a career lifetime in financial advising. And when you decided to retire, you just didn't want to sit around and do nothing. So, you know, what was it? What was it like going from, like I said, you know, being in financial advising for so long and then making that decision to say, hey, you know what, I'm ready to do something new. <laughs> well, it was um, it was pleasurable to retire. Let me say that, first of all, uh, for those of you who haven't uh, reached that point yet, um, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> for me, I had um, I'd been in financial services, uh, well, totally, about uh, 38 years. It was a great career. Um, the last, let's see, it was in 2009, so I guess about the last 12 years, um, I had uh, become an independent financial advisor, so I had my own company. Um, and when I, when I started my company, which was called Transitions Wealth Management, um, about the same month, I created a group on LinkedIn called Network Charlotte. Um, the reason being, having a new business, I thought, uh, as many people have thought, that what better way of getting new clients than to, uh, to network? And um, hot on the heels of that thought was, well, gee, if you're going to network, wouldn't it be nice to um, own the networking group? And so net, uh, LinkedIn was something relatively new for me. And uh, we started, um, or I started the group um, uh, the same month I opened my business and um, started with about a thousand connections. And um, I checked earlier this morning, we're currently standing at 51,100 members. So uh, it's uh, obviously uh, a lot of people have a passion about networking. And um, when I retired, I thought, you know, this is something that I want to continue. And um, it was certainly good for me while I was in business. And um, um, I think it serves a lot of people in the area. Nice. No, you know, I think that is amazing. I mean, when you think about just developing a community, because I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, they, they see the aspect of the value of networking. But they don't also they don't always think about, you know, the people who actually organize these networking ecosystems. And so, you know, when as you started in those early days of kind of creating Network Charlotte, you know, what was your vision of where you wanted it to be or what was your goals? Hmm. I think my primary goal was I wanted a place where people could go sort of a clearinghouse, if you will, of information for people who wanted to network in Charlotte. Um, in 2009, there were a lot of networking events going on, but it was sometimes challenging to find out exactly where, where they were. 
And uh, when I started the LinkedIn group, I found that uh, there were a great number of people who were new to Charlotte and they were asking that question, you know, where I want to network, but where can I do that? And so as opposed to being um, an exclusive group, we wanted to be as inclusive as possible. In other words, if, um, if you run a networking group, um, we would want you to post information about your networking meeting. And for a long time, we maintained a, a calendar of um, everything from uh, rotary clubs to, um, you, know, if it, you know, I'm not even sure if Eventbrite was a thing back in 2009, but, um, you, know, it, uh, you know, whether it was meetups or, or what have you. We wanted to be a place where people could um, uh, get that information and find out how they could connect with other people. Gotcha. Now, I guess with so many different, I can say, opportunities for networking, I mean, how did you guys start to, you know, develop, I guess you say, that attention? Because going from a thousand connections to 50,000 plus over the years, and like I said, there are a ton of places that people can go to network. Like, how did you guys really start creating that community where people saw, you know, at Network Charlotte as like, hey, that's a community I want to get connected with? You know, I think part of it was just dumb luck. You know, uh, when I was creating the name uh, or trying to decide what to call the group, um, you know, I thought, okay, what is it we want to do? We want to, obviously, we want to network. And where are we? We're in Charlotte. So naming the group Network Charlotte um, didn't seem to have a lot of pizzazz. But uh, when people are searching, um, particularly when they're new to the city uh, and they want to network, those are the two keywords or two of the keywords that they put in. So it just attracted more and more people. And um, another thing, uh, this past year, um, while we've dealt with, uh, with the pandemic, uh, we've seen a tremendous increase uh, in the membership. Uh, we've, I would say we've probably added between eight to 10,000 new members. Um, and if you think back to where we were in 2009, we were just coming out of what some people call the Great Recession of 2008. And um, a lot of people were looking to network because it uh, became very apparent that they needed to do something additional to, um, to have the personal growth and uh, career opportunities uh, that they were looking for. A lot of people had, been, had lost their jobs. So again, during difficult and challenging times, a lot of people turn to networking and um, we're there as uh, hopefully as a resource, but certainly we've, uh, we've uh, accumulated a lot, of, a lot of members during uh, some challenging times. Gotcha. I On think the flip side of that, I would say that, um, you know, when things get really good, you know, uh, there is a tendency for people to become a little um, more complacent about networking and we'll actually see uh, the growth uh, slow, but it's always, it's always been a positive uh, growth. We've never, never had a period of time uh, where we saw uh, membership fall. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, that brings up an interesting point, which, you know, some uh, a discussion that I have and my mindset has changed, you know, when I went from, you know, my earlier days and as a professional in accounting and finance to, you know, leadership and then into now owning my own businesses, my thought process on, you know, when networking is, I guess, when you need to network before I had that mindset of, okay, when I needed a job, that's when I needed to network. Um, but that has changed over time. And, you know, now my hypothesis is like networking should just be a normal part of how I do, no matter what the phase is. So I'm curious from, you know, your experience as a, you know, as a financial advisor and financial services, and now it, with Network Charlotte, it's kind of like, how do you view when is the right time or when is the appropriate time to network? Well, I think the best, well, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you need to, it needs to be an ongoing, constant activity. Um, it's a bit of a cliche, but, um, you know, a saying I've heard over and over again uh, throughout the years is when you're thirsty, it's too late to dig a well. So don't wait until you need your network uh, to start trying to build your network. Um, and after all, I think sometimes networking as a buzzword uh, kind of um, uh, is overused. But really what we're doing is building relationships uh, with people in our community. And the more, in my opinion, the more diverse that community can be, uh, the better your chances of success, whether you're looking for advancement in your career, uh, whether you're looking for a new job. Uh, it's good to, on the one hand, um, be part of a group of like-minded people, but like-minded in terms of being interested in networking, uh, not like-minded in terms of just like your very close social circle. You need to spread out and uh, get input, you know, from people who are not like you. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a really good point. I mean, and one of the, uh, I guess, uh, the things that it makes me think about is when you see a lot of people during times where things are rough, like you said, coming out of the Great Recession of 2008, and then now with, you know, the impact of COVID of everything going virtual to where it's like something triggers in people like, oh, I need to network, you know, like, um, I guess, have you seen any reason why people are a little apprehensive to network or why they become more casual or more complacent about networking when times are good? Well, networking can be um, challenging for people for a number of reasons. Some people, quite frankly, are not comfortable uh, networking. Um, and these are... <laughs> The introverts, the introverts of the world, uh, these are my people. You know, my tendency <laughs> is to be more on the, uh, intro, you know, more of an introvert than an extrovert. Um, so if, um, if people listening take anything away, take heart. If you're an introvert, you can do it and, um, and you can build something from it. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, even for extroverts, it's just not... Um, um, it's not the easiest thing to do. It might not even be the thing that you prefer to do. It might be a lot easier to uh, stay at home and, 
and watch your favorite program on TV or, or go out, um, you know, for a nice dinner um, with your significant other. You know, there's any number of reasons why, uh, you know, networking kind of gets a bit of a, a bad rap because um, you do encounter people at networking events um, who maybe are there um, for the wrong reasons. You know, for example, if I'm a salesperson and I know I have to sell 500 widgets uh, this month, um, you know, going to a networking event might seem like the, uh, the opportunity to find uh, my uh, 10 additional customers. Well, that's really, in my opinion, not why you should be there. Your, your reason for being there is to establish uh, relationships. Um, and if you help enough people, then you will find people willing to help you. And it takes time. But, um, you know, again, networking events uh, attract um, both those people who want to collect uh, business cards uh, and those people who want to um, close their next deal, as well as those who um, are there to build a relationship. So it's um, anytime you're dealing with a, with a large group of people, um, you know, there are some challenges. No, I, that one I, I definitely completely understand. And, you know, something you said that was uh, very interesting is you mentioned about being an introvert. Like, how long did it take you to accept and embrace, you know, being an introvert? <laughs> you know, I, I guess I've realized that, um, you know, since um, since I was a very young person that, um, you know, my batteries get charged uh, by quiet time as opposed to jumping in, um, you know, with a group of people um, as, as a default um, setting, if you will. But something I've learned over the years is that you can learn from those extroverts that you can, in fact, recharge your batteries by jumping in with a group of people. Uh, you just have to have to have the right mindset. And um, I guess I would sum that up um, in the, the right mindset, that is, uh, is if, if you are at a networking event and you want to be interesting to the other people there, you need to be interested in the other people there. And that takes a lot of the pressure off that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to control the conversation um, being a good listener is, is a very valuable uh, asset uh, when you go to a networking event. No, I think that is amazing. I mean, it reminds me of uh, a, a, a line of, uh, from one of my favorite books of how to win friends and influence people at, at, you know, that I, I found years ago is that, you know, the more I spent time being interested in other people, the more interesting they found me to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that if a person goes to a networking event and does what you're doing uh, naturally here on your show, and that is uh, ask questions, you know, about other people and because um, people do love to talk about themselves. So uh, it's um, that is key to being, I think, successful in a in a networking setting.
Awesome. So now speaking of Network Charlotte, when people, you know, when they're looking at Network Charlotte and they say, okay, all right, I want to understand, like, how can I get engaged with the different events or the different webinars or Zooms or, you know, how does Network Charlotte host events and how can people find out about them? Well, the, the best way, uh, well, there are two ways. Uh, first of all, join uh, our LinkedIn group. And uh, although I will say this, that we are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're, you know, we're on a number of platforms, but LinkedIn is sort of our flagship presence. It's definitely where we have the largest um, uh, membership. But every week um, I put out a, um, a post or discussion um, and it covers, you know, what's coming up in terms of our Zooms. Um, now, it may not be if we just had a Zoom last week and next week's uh, post won't um, necessarily list the one coming up in September. But um, um, if you keep up with these, if you're a member of the group and, and you at least visit the site um, a couple of times during the week, then, then you will see those announcements. And we also have a website, networkcharlotte.org. And um, there is an events page. And uh, we not only have information about upcoming uh, networking meetings and opportunities, but we also have uh, recordings of, um, I think right now, uh, the previous 10 Zooms that we've done. And we've had some uh, great speakers on, uh, provided by uh, one of our sponsors, Teresa Gittimer of uh, Hey Red Speakers Agency. And um, so she's found some very uh, uh, informative and entertaining speakers uh, for us uh, during the Zooms. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, David, before we wrap up, one question I'd always like to ask every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your experience of where you've been and you think about the journey of where you are now, it's, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business professionals? Well, I think that um, we, and we touched on some of these that, um, you know, it is important, and, you know, to, um, to be out there, uh, uh, to be networking uh, within the community. But um, it's as important, I think, to have the right attitude about uh, and temper your expectations for networking. You know, it's not a quick fix. It's something to do um, consistently and to be persistent. And um, with the attitude of trying to uh, help other people in the community. Um, I'm not sure whether it was Zig Ziglar or, or probably a dozen other people who said, you know, that if you, you can have everything or get everything you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Or there are a lot of people, a lot of other businesses and entrepreneurs uh, in the community um, that have goals very similar to yours. They obviously want to grow their business. Um, but uh, wouldn't it be a, a fantastic thing if we could all help one another uh, build our businesses? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be each other's clients, <laughs> but we may 
either be a mentor or or lend give advice you know to um, based on our experiences and um, and we can listen and uh, give valuable feedback you know to those other business people in the community uh, so that's really your purpose for being there and uh, I think you build trust you know among the people that you network by being a giver rather than a taker. I think um, that's a long-winded way of, of answering one of those. And, um, and the other bit of advice is, um, you know, whether you feel like you, are, you have the gift of gab <laughs> or you really want to be out there networking, just go be yourself, be um, genuine and authentic and uh, reach out to other people and uh, it will pay dividends. Awesome. I love it. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on and being an amazing guest on the show. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.